one Bitcoin show. Today is August the 11th, 2021. Strong hand, long-term thinking. Bitcoin is the next Bitcoin. Personal responsibility is the new counterculture. Buy and hold. This game is not rigged. Dissent. Dissent. We still need dissent in this society. There's nothing wrong with dissent. Buying over crying. I am offended by selling. All right, dudes. Defiance over compliance. We're going to talk about it. All of this today, okay? Again, today, August the 11th, 2021. I want to make sure that didn't get cut off. The date. Dude, hello, my elite friends. This is going to be a long show. I wanted to do this show originally on Monday and Tuesday. Um, thank you. Where I'm going to thank the people who paid for this show because you got to pay $100 a show now. But something good happened on Monday. Uh, I think some of you who've been watching the show for a while uh, can guess what happened on Monday. And I was predicting it was probably going to happen on Monday also. Uh, we will talk about that toward the end of the show. Um, the family events that have been going on and, uh, I'm obviously very happy and, and I just, uh, yeah, I, 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 we'll talk about it later on the show. You can tell it delayed everything, but there's good, it's good news this time around. Good news. Good family news. 22 Bitcoin make you a millionaire. Uh, just like, uh, on Twitter, if you follow me on Twitter at TechBalt, T-E-C-H-B-A-L-T, you can see my clip from 2014 when I say to buy 22 Bitcoin for like $10,000. And hey, you'd be a millionaire at this moment if you would have listened to me like some people did. All right. So hello, Elite Friends. Ask questions. It's going to be a long show. I mean, this might be a record-breaking long show. I know some of you like it, like long shows. It's going to be beyond Bitcoin, Bitcoin. I have so many notes to go over, Okay. Because it's been delayed, because so much has gone on. Um, so it's it's going to be long. So get ready and pound that like button and spread the word right now. Retweet it. Follow me on Twitter, T-E-C-H-B-A-L-T. And yeah, you could pay, do super chat. Someone already did a super chat. Uh, Johnny sent uh, a tw- 20 uh, Mexican pesos. And he says, 22 Bitcoin make you a millionaire today. Dude, you're thinking what I'm thinking, dude. Wake up, everybody. Wake up. People are saying in the in the chat. Uh, and I got now I'm going to thank the people who made this show possible. One person is anonymous. Then uh, BTC Chris, he's not anonymous. And then Roger, baby, Roger, not Roger Bear, but Roger, he got us over the top. He actually got us over the top on Friday, <laughs> but then everything good stuff started happening on Monday that delayed everything, and uh, we we had to do the show this morning. I was going to do it late, late last night. And I just, I was like, whatever, let me get a somewhat okay sleep and do it this morning. Jump around the show, play it at 2X people, ask the questions. So thank you to those three people, especially we need to raise $100 during this show or whenever for there to be a next show. And we keep on doing it. And you can send me a PayPal, which some of you had, have at adam at trezorhelp.com. It's slipped. Two below. I mean, if you read the description, it spells out Adam at TrezorHelp.com. TrezorHelp. And that's, you can email me there too for a consultation to set up. I mean, you. I think that's a better deal when we do a consultation. You can ask me questions for an hour instead of just sending me random one questions at a time here. But if you send me a PayPal, yeah, send me a question too. I'll, I'll answer that. 
definitely. So let's start off with something from my from my boy Christian at Bitcoin Magazine, who I met back in 2018 when he was just a regular dude, just a regular kid. And I told him to be in motion. Now he's huge in the Bitcoin uh, realm. Bitcoin, he works for Bitcoin Magazine. I mean, he's a big dude now. And I, I'm proud to say I got him on the path there, baby. Uh, and you can watch an old video from 2018 of both of us. It's in the archives at disruptmeister.com. But he says, Bitcoin is a tool to fight the encroaching fiat authoritarianism. Well, we definitely have authoritarianism. What has gone on in the United States Congress um, is definitely fiat love by authoritarians. The, the people who jumped on the 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 amendment that that really would have uh, more so restricted Bitcoin. I mean, it just just the whole Bitcoin industry, the whole crypto industry in um, the United States is going to be restricted uh, if this bill ends up becoming a law. And we're still a long way from that. We're going to get into that. And there were some that had a good amendment. There were some that had a bad amendment. Uh, they, they didn't go through authoritarian means. It was through voting and, and such. But some of these people are authoritarians, no doubt about it. Other, other aspects of, you know, President Biden's agenda, they completely support that are completely authoritarian, you know, just, oh, just give him the power to cancel rent, et cetera, et cetera. So, and we will talk about that very soon too, how the, the president uh, through the CDC, <laughs> the unelected CDC randomly can say that uh, rent is no longer, uh, you know, it's stealing people's property. And yeah, that is fiat by fiat, by fiat, by just the will of the power of the people, we, the power of the, of the people, of the dictator, of the CDC, by fiat, we say, no, that's it. No longer. It's no rent is a, your property is stolen now. You landlord, we are stealing your property because uh, you, your, uh, your, uh, your guy doesn't have to pay, uh, your renter doesn't have to pay rent anymore. So that's by fiat. And just like how the dollar is produced by fiat, uh, by, by the government, they say, oh, we're going to make a million of them or whatever. Just, you know, by 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 declaration, okay? So the long and short of it, I shouldn't have uh, talked about it this long, but Bitcoin is a tool to fight the encroaching uh, fiat authoritarianism. You know it on the financial side of things, but also it's, 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 it's coming up in uh, other aspects in, in terms of censorship and... Uh, you know, Rand Paul getting uh, banned from YouTube. It is unconfiscatable, uncensorable. And the fiat authoritarians, they're all about censoring, censoring uh, payments. I mean, that's why they want everybody. I mean, part of the reason, I mean, mo most of the congressmen don't know what the heck they're doing. They're just like, Bitcoin bad. We will have FedCoin. It will control the people. So yeah, that that's authoritarianism right there. Uh, FedCoin having everybody stuck in a, a monitored Fed world and uh, FedCoin world, and Bitcoin is a way around it. Johnny Midas, he's been a great contributor. He said 20 bucks. Look, mom, I co-produce Adam show now. Told you I'd make it big one day. You did, Johnny. Your mom should be very proud of you. You are like a freaking big, you are better than a big time Hollywood producer, okay? You don't, you know, you're not on that casting couch. You're supporting a real show, okay? You're supporting 
So this is not mindless blah, oh, drooling horrible. Yeah. So your mom should be proud of you. Very proud of you. And Johnny and, and Johnny Midas, Johnny and why you guys are Johnny's that I love. And both your mom should be proud of you. Okay. So we're 80, uh, like $78 away from, uh, some $78 away from the, uh, Oh God, what did I just do? Okay. Okay. Sorry, I clicked on YouTube is a, a disgrace, and we'll get into that in a second. But I don't, all right, so I don't even know what I was saying. Okay, moving on. Moving on to the rest of the show. Now, what else is that? And I'm going over everything. Bitcoin 2022, here's something you might not know. I was at Bitcoin 2021, saw Christian there, all the gang was there. If you want to go to Bitcoin 2022, guess where it's going to be? Miami Beach Convention Center, April 6th to April 9th of 2022. Go get your ticket now, all right? Next year, we'll bring together more than 35,000 Bitcoiners from across the globe as we propel this revolution forward and focus the world's attention on Bitcoin. Yes, yes. And will they complain about a super spreader event again? It pays to be a free state. It pays to be Florida. 35 that that's not coming to California 35,000 bitcoiners 35,000 are coming back to Florida to Miami and we're going to talk about Florida a little bit later on the show and moving to different places or you know to, to avoid the authoritarianism that will we may be seeing in some of these so-called blue states I mean, I hate the, those names but uh yeah Florida for the win baby Miami for the win Good job, guys. April 6th to April 9th. Well, Ron Paul spoke at the event this year. His son, Ron Paul, has a video out. You can watch it on Rumble because they banned it on YouTube. Um, I linked to it below. It's called We Will Resist. And it's all about the authoritarianism that's going on in the United States right now. Uh, people think it's uh, they, they should be able to... Uh, Ban people who don't want to get things stabbed into them from civil society and lock lock everything down again. It ain't happening. There can be no federal lockdown in the United States of America. So you screaming, Karen, you can go cry. You can go get Rand Paul banned from social media, from some social media, but it's not happening. We got 50 states, baby, and we're going to talk about that in a second. So the CDC rent moratorium, rule of law. Out the window, okay? Because it's authoritarian. Yeah, let's just make up a random thing. There's no rule of law anymore. Let's just cancel rent it, for the heck of it. Uh, Bitcoin will always have the rule of law. Now in this semi-lawless country, in this very lawless world, um, the Bitcoin is just numbers, baby. All right? So it, it ain't changing. That is rule of numbers. It is private property that is respected. If you control your private key, they're not going to steal it from you. Like, again, uh, if you declare rent illegal, that you can't you can't collect rent, they've just stolen your property from you, all right? So the here's something I linked to it below. Not everything's linked to below yet. There's so much. But Will Chamberlain, not Wilt Chamberlain, <laughs> well, he valued his wealth in women. Pound that like button. He pounded a lot. Yeah. Anyway, but Will Chamberlain, who and Wilt Cham Wilt Chamberlain was an interesting guy. He was a smart guy, actually. Um, 
he did value his wealth in women, though he was a very interesting man. Um, but Will Chamberlain is a very is also a very smart man, and he says the president takes an oath of oath preserve protect and defend the Constitution of the United States. What does it mean when that same president announces uh, that he will uh, unilaterally implement a policy uh, he doesn't believe is constitutional? So I mean, he straight up said it. Yeah, uh, that we're going to the CDC. I mean, he passes the CDC is going to do a rent moratorium and then the, the Supreme Court will probably rule it unconstitutional, but we'll deal with it then. I mean, imagine if the previous president said it, they would be calling him the guy from 1930s Germany, who was a horrible authoritarian. But this is clear authoritarianism uh, right now. And yeah, we, you can scream about it. You can fight it with Bitcoin. Just buy Bitcoin. And uh, I have told you before for years that being a landlord, you are a slave to your renter. And they're really and that it's so glorified because I've dealt with it before that if you want real property, want real, want real real estate, virtual real estate, whatever, um, whatever Udi called it, get Bitcoin. Okay, he can't. The authoritarians of the world can't do this to Bitcoin, what they're doing to real estate right now. I mean, it's disgusting. Woke. Yeah, there is no respect for private property amongst these authoritarians at all or among the woke. They, but they don't have, they never had a real business. They've never had their own private property. Um, it's, it, it, it opens your eyes when you, when you own your own property. Well, some people, but woke equals a worldview that prioritizes equality over liberty. So, and also safety over liberty. So many, so many have fallen for that trap. Um, they have, they're obsessed. Well, why does it, this income inequality, it's so unfair that somebody in the ghetto of Memphis or the ghetto of LA has uh, less money than me. And I will, it's all right. You know, during this crisis, they should be able to steal from others so that they had, you know, they, they shouldn't be able to pay their rent anymore. So they'll be closer in uh net worth to me. All right. So yeah, that there it is. If it, the woke worldview, I mean, um, there is a sickening, disgusting logic to it. They think equality is the most important thing on earth. Equality is disgusting. All right. Equality of outcome is sickening because if everyone was equal, it, it would, there'd be no freedom. There'd be just some central authority that would make sure everybody had the same amount of everything. It, it, it's, it's complete. It's nonsense. And but they that that's the end of the line. That that's where you uh, that's where you end up. Pound that like button. Okay, so we're going to talk about what's been going on in the Congress. Um, and I'm seeing a UK Bitcoin Masters in the house. Remember, people, you got questions. Type in Bitcoin Meister or pay for it. I prefer prefer you pay for it. And yeah, Johnny's actually, uh, we, why friends hate me because I got rich off Bitcoin. Well, because they're obsessed with, uh, they're woke. Uh, they're just they're a lot of envious people, Johnny. I mean, 33% of the people on earth, earth just are going to hate you no matter what. Uh, I, I think I used to use that term. I haven't said that for a while. I don't even remember what it, it is anymore. So yeah, it's sad. They weren't really your friends if they if they dislike you now because of uh, uh, because you did well for yourself. You you had long term thinking, baby. 
Uh, all right. So let's talk about what's been going on in Congress and this bill and some general general observations and then my take and some really good takes that you, you, you might have not heard. But there was a lot of panic. There could be no doubt. And this surprised me a little bit now that the Bitcoin lobby, the cryptocurrency lobby in the halls of Congress is much more influential than I, I thought. And I've always realized that people in America who hold Bitcoin, they're not all libertarians. It's clear. There's some of them have begged for, some of them were so proud of the lockdowns and stuff. It's not just people on the right. It's people on the left. And it should be, it should be everyone. It's, it's a bipartisan issue. And what has become apparent this last week is that the politicians know they they try to pigeonhole it, and many will, especially once it gets to the House of Representatives, the, the AOC types, yeah, will try to say it, it's for uh, horrible racists who are support Trump and you know, just all, all these disgusting generalizations that are ridiculous. But there are plenty of them over there that know this goes beyond Democrat and Republican. There are Democrats that supported the good amendment, uh, the, the Cynthia Loomis amendment that would have um, made the reporting less onerous on, on people. Okay. On, on uh, I mean, the bill is all about creating all this nonsense paperwork so they can keep track, so they can tax you easier. I mean, but all it does is it stifles innovation. But as I've, I've said before, and as Ted Cruz said, and we'll quote Ted Cruz later, it's linked to below, that there's probably only like five people in the Senate that even understand what Bitcoin really is. Okay. And then most of them couldn't even give you a, a, an okay description or anything. <laughs> and, and you know, they talk about the 80-year-old from Alabama, Shelby, who, I mean, he he torpedoed the good uh, amendment. Yeah, so what? I mean- first of all, it's not over yet. He's just as bad as most of them. That's why I said, so what? So, I mean, yeah, if he wasn't going to end it, another one of these sociopaths would have ended. And you wouldn't have been talking about an 86-year-old man. You would you, you would have found another way to pick on them. And yeah, it is ridiculous that, it, that a guy that's so disconnected is elected. But this is what the citizens of Alabama wanted, okay? So we've got 50 different states. That's just, that's Alabama. That's what they, okay, great, great. It's fine. So uh, we'll, we're dealing with this. So, and that it, this is part of this infrastructure bill. Again, it's such a slap in the face to the intelligence of the American people, but they just, the American people are stupid and are too scared. Uh, most are too scared about, uh, you know, they want protection. They value safety. Safety and equality over freedom and liberty. Thus, they they hear infrastructure built. They believe every oh it must be fixing the highways. It's a bunch of pork spending and pork taxing. Okay, to steal and stealing and stealing pork stealing. Okay, so this Bitcoin regulation talk shouldn't be in an infrastructure bill at all. It has nothing to do with it. Okay, nothing at all. So it's a slap in the face. 
And yes, Yellen, Yellen has probably just gotten some, some of these senators to do her bidding. And she, she's influential. I mean, these are the people you elect. They'll do with, with these uh, bureaucrats tell them to do, and they don't even know what they're doing. Okay. Um, so, and yeah, so there are a lot more people. I think the senators realize that there are a lot of people that own Bitcoin in the United States. And again, it's more so than I thought also. Um, it's becoming abundantly clear now uh, because, and I get the guys who were lobbying, they put, there was a good fight. They put up in terms of lobbying. I think, I think the whole, that you have to, the whole process is disgusting, begging these people that don't know what they're talking about, okay? The process of how a bill becomes a law, though, having to be approved by both houses and then and the president and everything, it's supposed to take a while. I'd like that. I'd let you know, it, it should, changes like that, this should not be that easy to make. And the change has not been made yet. And the change, if it is approved, is scheduled for 2023. And there's a lot of time between now and 2023, by the way, where this all they could have a whole nother bill where so the fight can continue. I am not I am not a guy who's going to be part of any lobbying. OK, official lobbying. I'm not about. But what I did do is I did retweet it and I copied both my senators from Maryland, Van Hollen and uh, Ben Cardin. And if you want to call that lobbying, you can call that lobbying. But I think they, I think a lot of people got the social media message. So there were some easy things you could do, and I, I will do them again. I, I, I give people credit, Coin Center, blockchain, whatever that that deal with this nonsense because it is nonsense. And Yaron Brooks says it, it's better to uh, support something than be against something. So obviously we're all against these amendments, but we supported a, a good amendment and we can continue to say we support freedom. We are against stifling innovation. We support innovation. So I think there was in this in this whole saga, this debacle, that there was a positive amendment to support was a good thing, okay? Instead of everyone saying, oh, we hate this bill, we hate this bill, we, we just said, here's an amendment. We like this amendment, and this bill stifles innovation. We love innovation. And so I'd say keep on – let's all keep on talking about it. As this progresses, it is, it's not over yet, and it's nothing – it is nothing to panic about, and the market didn't panic about it. As I've been talking about, we, Ethereum did its change. Uh, and Ethereum pumped, Bitcoin has pumped. Bitcoin hasn't looked back. Um, I thought uh, I thought there would be panic over this. I thought there would be a price drop once uh, the amendment uh, failed to be approved. And the terrible amendment, at least, wasn't approved either. It's just it's it's ambiguous. The bill is still ambiguous. And I think they want it that way so they can interpret it so that that all these bureaucratic authorities can go after people they don't like, entities they don't like. Because when when bills, when laws are ambiguous, they'll always they can always find a problem in something you did. 
in, in when you have to keep such records, they can always find you, you forgot a period here, you forgot an apostrophe here, you forgot a two here, you added a one here, and then you and you you could be made an example of. This is the sickening way of government, uh, uh, at least modern government. They 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 want to keep the people slaves, and they want to keep the people scared, and so that and they just want ways of extracting power from the people and money from the people, and this this whole so much of the infrastructure bill deals with this and the the crypto aspect of the uh, infrastructure bill is all about that. So uh, Ted Cruz, and I linked to his video. Uh, he does a pretty, he gave a good, pretty good speech about this. Um, and, and another thing or something before I go into Ted, well, something that Ted Cruz also demonstrates and this whole debacle demonstrates is that Bitcoin and cryptocurrency, since it's on the left and the right, and there's all this lobbying going on, and the mainstream media was impressed by the lobbying, it is ingrained in the United States now, okay? It is really intertwined with the fa- I mean, with the fabric of life. And it hasn't become that apparent. When something like this happened, it's pretty apparent. It's not going away. It's, so that's that's uh, that's a really cool thing you can get out of this is that it's really become intertwined in the fabric of American society. It's gotten into the political debate, which I think is disgusting, the political debate, but it, it is what it is. So Ted Cruz said crypto got screwed tonight. Um, there's a partisan disagreement on spending. So the Dems object, objected to all further amendments. That means no vote on Wyden Loomis to lessen the damage this bill will do to crypto and no vote on the Cruz Amendment to repeal the new crypto rules altogether. So that would have been great. The result, the Senate's going to inflict billions of dollars of damage on the growing and exciting crypto industry and drive much of it overseas. There aren't five senators who understand much of anything about crypto. What the, <laughs> what the Senate said tonight tax the heck out of something we know nothing about. So we could pass a giant bill we haven't read and spend the American people's money on stuff we can't afford. It's reckless and harmful. So, yeah, that that is great. And the five senator line is hilarious. And the whole description of what this pork bill is, is correct. So the typical bootlickers and 80 percenters, and I hope this is a bot, reply to Ted Cruz, crypto serves no useful purpose and is environmentally harmful, drives up the price of computer equipment, and just enables tax evasion, money laundering, and criminal activity, especially ransomware. About time the government cracks down on it. What a bootlicker. What a disgrace that we have people like this in the United States of America. But guess what? They can say what they want to say. I have no problem with them. I don't want to throw them in gulags, even though they're complete moronic bootlickers who say about time the government cracks down on Bitcoin. Wow. Wow. What screaming Karens. They are so brainwashed by the mainstream media, by the mainstream narrative, by the government. They are such C-U-C-Ks. But I am so confident in myself. I am, I, I know what Bitcoin really is. I know what unconfiscatable is. I know what freedom is, That and I believe in freedom of speech, that I believe screaming Karen men, they're supposedly men that have testicles that said something like this. They should be able to say that. 
They should have every right to say that. Let's let's debate it. Let's see who wins in the end, dude. Uh, but you, you type, the people like you are the ones who want to throw people like me in gulags. But I'm ready for it. Okay, I'm ready for it, baby. Not I, I'm 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 I understand how this this country works, and I'm ready to move wherever I gotta move. Go, I'm in motion so I can avoid people uh, like that. Uh, God forbid, who who could get a state to to go in that horrible direction. Um, but yes, helpless Karens of the world dominate discourse. Okay, they dominate they dominate the talk right now. This is what that man said quote unquote man said, um, that's, that's normal. Most people would think that, but uh, luckily there are even, there are people that probably would agree with him, leftists that would agree with him on other things like, like the virus that would say, no, wait, wait a second. No, 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 no. Yeah. Bitcoin's going to help us out too. So, uh, yeah, despite, despite that guy's extremism, it, it is still intertwined in America, even on, even among, I, there, I, I would say most likely, uh, if you if you broke it down by party line, excluding independents, yeah, it's probably more Republicans than Democrats that own Bitcoin. But so what? So what? They the senators are scared because there are enough of each of their parties that they could get major blowback from doing something too extreme to Bitcoin, to to cryptocurrency, to the industry. All right. They know there is major blowback on the way because it is too intertwined. So that's why that's another reason everything is left so vague. They shouldn't have touched it anyway. So the more we keep talking about it, the more it's in the news, the more they keep hearing the word Bitcoin and cryptocurrency, the more hesitant these sociopaths, uh, but the psychopaths won't hesitate. The, but the sociopaths will be like, "Well, I, I want to get elected again, so let's, you know, let's kind of do what Yellen want, ordered me to do." But um, we can't, we can't get that far. The irony is that the infrastructure bill will destroy more American financial infrastructure than the bill creates in new infrastructure. Crypto needs no permission, but American companies do. That's from Eric Voorhees. Well, I would say. Yeah, Bitcoin needs no permission, but American companies do. That is valid. That is valid. So if they take away the ability of American companies, God forbid, to operate in the Bitcoin space, well, that we just won't have any. They'll, they'll move overseas. Um, but we'll still have Bitcoin. Sean Lennon says uh, professional clowns like Mark Warner are like a parasite too dumb to realize it should not kill its host. The one thing America has going for it is innovation. Killing the golden goose industries is bad for all Americans, including confused old men who, quote unquote, represent the people. Couldn't have said it better myself, uh, Sean Lennon. Um, it's any innovation industry that these freaks try to stifle is, is yeah, killing the golden goose. We, we, we're going to have income taxes. We shouldn't. But these as these industries grow and employ more and more people, these sociopaths get their tax money, okay? These people keep spending. But if you regulate them out of existence, then no, you're going to get less of your uh, stolen money. Um, but you're going to get less jobs too, and jobs are good. And, okay, so let me just make sure uh, we got – I don't see anyone asking questions properly here. 
We got a lot of people talking though. That's good. I hope you're having all fun. Keep on asking those questions, man. I see some familiar names. And yet we need about $78 or $76 uh, to do another show uh, to do another show after this. Um, because again, I need $100 per show. I will update everybody at the top of the show notes here under this show. Um, so you can, you know, you know how much you got to send me over PayPal to get a show doing it. And I really do appreciate all the guys um, who I mentioned uh, throughout the show, the beginning of the show, who have sent even the anonymous guy I can't send, I can't mention, um, who really sent a lot. That was very good. Uh, keep on doing it. Let's uh, let's keep moving. This is going to be a long show. It's 11, a, 11, 10 a.m. here in Nashville, Tennessee. I'm in Nashville, loving life, baby. Airbnbs. We're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about it in a second. So on to the House of Representatives. This uh, horrible bill goes. The, the and when I say horrible bill, I mean the entire infrastructure bill is completely nonsense. It's trillions of dollars. It, it was un, unthinkable eight years ago, and now it's just commonplace. It's like you're a horrible person if you don't support it. Uh, the United so uh, was it? Am I going to? This might be repetitive. The United States Senate has voted in favor of the Warner. Okay, no, 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 no. Uh, okay, yeah, it's going on. Uh, there's no need to. It's going on to the House, but. The ARCA, ARCA, I had David Nage on the show back in uh, 2019. And ARCA, it, it's into altcoins, to say the least, into port, crypto portfolios. They don't like him calling them, they love saying digital assets. I do not agree with David Nage and Jeff Dorman on uh, political stuff, to say the least. Um, but ARCA comes out with a newsletter every uh every week. And this week, and I read it because I think they've got smart people over there and you got to read some, I mean, you just can't be so offended by certain people's political views and their takes on all digital assets. Uh, I mean, th these guys and David Nage knows a lot about family offices. I thought that was really unique getting him on my show early on in 2019 before anyone was talking about family offices that's why this show is the freaking greatest of all the uh, shows out there that talk about Bitcoin on YouTube. I bring you guests that I mean that people don't have on their show that talk about subject matters before anyone else is talking about them. Pound that like button, baby. And I'm very proud of that. And, um, you know, I, I fitting in is overrated. I'm a unique beast. And I, I love I love that's why I have loved doing the show over the years. And there was a time I could do it every day because I it was exciting to me. And I just you know, I'm, I'm into other things now and everything. But uh <laughs> Get getting to the point. Play this at two x first of all. Uh, they the in the newsletter they talk about Ethereum first of all, um, but they do the best job of explaining the progression of this bill and the amendments and what is really going on. Okay, so you can learn something for people that you disagree with sometimes. All right, and. And in, in and I linked to the newsletter below, and I think you should read it. I think at least you should read the part about what has gone on uh, in Congress. And the, he talks about what's uh, going to happen next, possibly. Um, so here I'm going to quote, what's next? Well, I don't exactly know exactly what will happen in the next couple of days. Here's what I imagine we will see. The Senate bill will pass as is. The House will accept it, 
and it will be signed into law. The lobbying groups will continue to be loud in order to raise funds to increase their efforts on the Hill. I believe there is bipartisan, uh, despite desire to learn more about digital assets and that elected officials realize the impact of this technology and asset class spans both parties and all types of people in the U.S. So that last part, I really agree with a lot. Um, between now and when the law goes into effect is 2023. This is very important. There will be considerable debate and clarification made. This is not new nor unique. If you see anyone talking about this law being final, they're completely wrong. Laws are passed all the time, but often followed with formal fixes. I strongly believe that there this that will be the case here. This will not be a draconian scenario for the asset class. Instead, it was the start of the regulatory process for digital assets, a process that will be huge, uh, a huge positive catalyst for the asset class. Okay, I get. I I I'll say this: there, the debate will go on in the House. Uh, they probably will approve some version that's very much like what we have right now that is nebulous, but there is, it's 2023 is a long time away in, in a certain aspect and a lot can change between now and then. And I think even though I don't like these senators and, and congressmen, there's a lot of incentive. I think there's a lot of incentive for them to change it and make it better. Uh, and Europeans are just laughing their butts off during this entire thing. And it is kind of funny. Um, still, I think uh, as it stands right now, the United States is the best place, is on the tip of the spear in terms of Bitcoin and, and, and cryptocurrency innovation, whatever you want to say. And what I was going to say about uh, ARCA is, yeah, you might not like digital assets, but they are into innovation. They are into it being a golden age. They, I respect them for that because they know the 2020s is a golden age and they to totally live that lifestyle of, you know, it, it, again, it's in mostly in altcoins and they respect Bitcoin. Of course they respect Bitcoin. Um, so I, I, I give those guys all the credit in the world for being in motion in the golden, golden age for not just talking the talk. They, they do this crypto portfolio stuff, which I think is nonsense, but uh, they, they do what they, they, um, they study NFTs and all sorts of stuff, but they're in motion in this gold where there's so much opportunity to get rich in the 2020s and they are getting rich over there. Found that like buttons. Uh, here's a normie headline uh, that I've, I've, that's in the normie uh, cryptocurrency press right now that I've been telling you during this whole summer. Bitcoin avoids bear market. Long-term uptrend intact. Yeah, no, no S, Sherlock. We're in the bull market still. Just because a bunch of people were crying and, and, and panicking, saying, oh, we're in the bear now. Oh, my God, it's terrible. Uh, it doesn't mean it was true. And now you're, you're really, I think you're starting to see it now. I mean, it was 30,000 like last week, and now it's 46,000. And some of you thought it would never get back to, it always returns to its all-time high, dude. Um, 
you got to type in Bitcoin Meister for him to see anything. UK Bitcoin Master, thank you for reminding whoever doesn't understand that or doesn't know how to spell my name to, to properly do that. Um, I, I, still, I still don't get why people don't understand how a guy who's doing a show and is like reading from his notes can't see when regular pe- when people just type in stuff without it turning colors. You've got to get my attention. You got to get it, it, it's. I just had to. was on top chat. All right. Um, okay. So yeah, I, I I can't be looking fifty places at once. You got to you got to make it turn colors. That 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 catches the eye. All right. Now, and I really advise the super chat. That that really catches the eye there, doesn't it? So uh, here's a site, casebitcoin.com. And it's a reminder of how early on things are. Uh, Bitcoin days above the price. All right. So $50,000. How many, how many days have uh, Bitcoin been above $50,000? 73. Only 1.59% of its existence. Uh, 45,000, uh, and uh, they, they gave a random number, 45,452, because that was the number of the day. 97, only 97 days. It's in this two point. So right now, I mean, we're at, we're, we're at a point where the, this number, the, the point where Bitcoin is at 46,000, whatever, There's there's been less than 100 days in Bitcoin's existence when it's been this high. So I really like this chart uh, at casebitcoin.com. And above $10,000, there's only been 542 days in the history of Bitcoin that we've been in the five-digit realm. Only 542 days. Only 11% of that we've been in the five-digit realm, baby. But we're you know we're on that road to that. Uh... All right. Now, yeah. So, yeah, I was – Ethan Bitcoin surged. Yeah, I'm not even going to read you that, you, you know. But what what I'm going to – oh, I, I should have linked to this below. Watchtheburn.com. Watchtheburn.com will be linked to below eventually. And it is an interesting site. Um, you can see the the burning of, of Ethereum live, how much is, is being burned. And uh, the network is already burning 3.68 ETH, which was $10,000 at the time, every minute on average. So, I mean, you, you, can, you can see it. So I like that they're burning it. Um, you know, scarcity gimmick right there, right? Uh, it's not going anywhere, people. That, that's why I'm bringing it up. Um, so if you have ETH derangement syndrome, you got to get used to it making new, news. You, got, you just got to get used to it. It's going to be around. You're not going to be able to avoid hearing it. It's not going anywhere. So just a reminder. And here's one that I think is wrong. Shark Tanks, Mr. Wonderful, uh, thinks Ethereum is ultrasound money after the uh, after the upgrade. No, it's not ultrasound money. You're you're jumping on a trend here. It it does not have a stable monetary policy like Bitcoin. Its monetary policy has changed. There have been rollbacks before. So for it to be ultrasound money, it, it, it can't just randomly change, okay? It, that, that possibility cannot exist. And that the fact that it's happened before means it does exist. And sure, I, I think it's, 
I think w- what they're doing with this monetary policy is a lot better than, <laughs> uh, you know, it's a lot better than the United States of America, a lot better than most of the coins out there. But to say this is uh, ultrasound money, no, it's it's not. I mean, we still don't know how much is ever going to be produced. That's that's not very sound, is it? Bitcoin's ultrasound money. But Mr. Wonderful, you can shill whatever you want. That was the title. He, Mr. Wonderful shills Ethereum as ultrasound money. Okay, shill whatever you want. It's a free country, dude. You, you're going to get, you're, again, you, you and your ESG nonsense. And, and probably another reason he likes, uh, it's ultrasound money because well, it's not killing the environment. That makes it sound money. And Bitcoin's kill. Bitcoin's a blood coin. You know, you can say what you want to say. I understand what you're going at. You're gonna there'll be a there. You'll, you'll get your uh, ESG Bitcoin. Not that's not the real Bitcoin. You'll probably fork it off one day, make billions off of it. You can do that. Give it to us as a free crypto dividend. Yeah. So you're on Brook fighting for something instead of uh, fighting against something. Remember that fighting for something. It's it. You know that that's a way. It's a more positive thing, and it. It gets more people on your side, I think, too. And you really understand the issue a little bit more, too. Instead of saying, well, I'm against Trump. I'm against this. I'm against this. Well, what are you for? Tell me what you stand for. And I stand for freedom, baby. Okay? I think I, I stand for private property. I think I should be able to do have my private property and not have it stolen from me. Not have it devalued. So I am in for individuals to control their private property and for others to respect private property. I will respect your private property. I respect private property. And, uh, you know, just property rights. I am pro-property rights. Sure, I'm anti-wokeness, uh, but I'm pro-property rights. So let's let's stick with that. So Jeff Dorman, who I mentioned before at ARCA, he, he made a good point about ESG attacks on Bitcoin, that they mostly focus on the environment because uh, the, and I might have mentioned this before, the social and governance aspects of Bitcoin are quite fair. Anyone can uh, participate in the governance of Bitcoin. Um, and it's it's unchanging. Anyone can participate in Bitcoin. The governance is just unchanging numbers, okay? That's the governance of Bitcoin. It's set in stone. Um, but you know, being, being Bitcoin being fair, which is kind of a nebulous uh, concept, anyone can buy Bitcoin. All right. Anyone can be involved in this business. So, uh, the way the ESGs work with these companies, they, they force them to get everybody involved with their companies. Oh, oh, you got to get the whole community involved. The community can already be involved with Bitcoin. All right. I did mention that before. I wanted to bring that up again since I brought up Jeff Dorman. But so the ESG wokers mostly are going to focus on the environment aspects of Bitcoin because you can, um, if they're smart, at least, (laughs) because the the government, you can't appoint a minority to Bitcoin's board. There is no Bitcoin board of directors. (laughs) Economic invincibility I've mentioned this guy before. He's been wrong about Bitcoin because he bought Ripple. <laughs> He's an interesting fellow. And uh, he does talk about, you know, part of the reason why young people don't want to go to work. 
don't want to work anymore or why a lot of people don't want to work anymore for big corporations. It's a very good point. Some of these corporations are straight up supporting terrorists <laughs> or terroristic type of people. Let's not say terror. He, that's what he said. So I'm, I'm, I don't agree with him that they're, that these companies are supporting terrorists, but groups that have, you know, BLM, some of these BLM people, when they start, you know, burning down freaking federal buildings and, and people are in the federal buildings, that's, yeah, that's bad. And so why would I want to work for them? Uh, and when, when I can just uh, get a government check and have fun. So there are some people that it's because people are wondering what, why? I mean, most of the reason people aren't working is because they're just, they're just getting paid and they love by the government and they love to be lazy or some people are scared to work because of the virus. But if you think logically, there are some people like, why would you want to work, work for one of these woke corporations? Why would you want to do Why would you want to deal with all the nonsense? And on, on, on a principled level, like, why would you want to work for an organization that you think supports terrorists? <laughs> so 43, when we got to 43,000 the other day, it was the highest since May 19th. So I guess, I mean, and so that's, a, for some of you, that's a long wait, I guess, May 19th. So it was, yeah, we had a little bit of a trough there. Okay. I'm checking to see if anybody uh, followed the rules. No, nobody's, uh, nobody's typing in any, uh, any, uh, any uh, proper questions. Uh, what do we have? Actually, the Fox News fallacy. This is, I linked to this, uh, the liberal patriot wrote about the Fox News fallacy on Substack. You should read it. The Fox News fallacy, it's binding Democrats, it's blinding Democrats to real problems. The idea that if Fox News criticizes the Democrats for X, then there must be absolutely nothing to X. And the job of Democrats is to assert that loudly and often. So what's he talking about? Fox News, let's give an example. Fox News says there's rising crime in American cities. Some of these Democrats, leftists, whatever you want to call them, say, well, because Fox News says there's crime in America, it must not be true. And we must be against Fox News, and we've got to say and assert loudly that there is no crime in the cities of America, that it isn't rising. So when they do that, they are hurting themselves because there are plenty of people that are like, you guys are morons. There is, There has been an uptick of crime in, in American cities. There's been an uptick of all sorts of negative things in American cities, certain American cities, certain. It's great. Nashville has been great. Baltimore has been horrible. And New York's been horrible. And so you're denying the truth just because you don't like Fox. And then you are pe perpetrating the lie just because you don't like Fox. And some of the people that are doing it really believe in the Fox News fallacy that if Fox News says something, it must not be true. <laughs> They're such losers. They're, they are so partisan. Like, I understand that if CNN says something, it, it could be true. Not everything is a lie on CNN. I read CNN.com every day because I do like to see what the And, you know, not everything on Drudge is a lie. There's truth. But there are some of these slaves. They are slaves. They are mind slaves. But well, if Fox News says it, it must be a lie. And I got to go out of my way to jump on this issue 
and tell everyone that it's not really true. And that really helps the people in power, the liar, the most sociopathic, psychopathic leaders. In When you have foot soldiers willing to do that for you, oh my, do you have willing slaves? And then they're, they're the one, I mean, they believe it. It's, it's, a, it's their religion. So thus, well, since Fox News is just a bunch of liars that are trying to destroy America, it should be taken off the air. They, no freedom of speech. They don't have the right of speech. This is how sickening it's become with these CUCKs. But read the Fox News fallacy. It isn't working on everyone. There are You can only take this madness so far. You can only take this man. So I think, I mean, we'll see. I mean, we'll see in the 2022 midterms um, if it backfires. But a part of me wonders, and a lot of people are wondering, if all of this lockdown talk, and I've said there's not going to be a federal lockdown, but there could be lockdowns in blue states if they want to keep people. And this would be the most sickening thing in the world in terms of politics and health. And it would reveal a lot about the 2020 election. It would increase my suspicion level about something about the 2020 election if this happens. But what I am wondering is, do they just keep the blue states in a state of emergency so that there is universal mail-in balloting, that there is ways to corrupt the balloting and to change it? Because if you send freaking ballots to every registered address, you get the stuff laying in apartment complexes, okay? There's so much of it just laying around, okay? It's not – It's Mailman, just drop it on the freaking ground in some of these apartment complexes where people don't live. It's insane. It's so easy to vote in freaking America. It's such this voter suppression stuff is a joke. Is a joke. So if if the, if and I can't even believe if this is going to happen. If a year from now, if a year from now, they are still the Democrats, the leftists in these blue states are still talking about the virus and having, you can't go outside and you can't, we need mail-in. I think then it's going to be abundantly clear that uh, voter, uh, that election fraud is probably uh, bigger than I currently think it is. Okay. I, I, I am giving everyone the benefit of the doubt. I know people that do crazy widespread election fraud that could have changed elections. You need some more proof than is out there. But if this if the state of emergency and everything, then we've got we got a real line of suspicion that's got to be investigated more. If this is if this is still going on in 2022, so um, the mass psychosis that I'm going to talk about here um, is it being strung out for political reasons? Uh, we we shall see. We shall see in 2020. I mean, the, we're going to get a yes or no answer on this. Uh, because it will be totally ridiculous if in 2022 we, 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 some states are still under restrictions uh, or, or dreamt of restrictions that they want to re-implement. Um, I'll save this for another time. Uh, okay, so there's a video on mass psychosis that I linked to below. Mass psychosis, how the entire population becomes mentally ill. And the guy doesn't even say that this is very appropriate for the, what we're living in now. But isolation, guys, isolation really is big in driving people toward mass 
they, they don't have, they can't talk to other people. They believe whatever they're being fed on TV. So I am really, that's part of the re, pre, reason all along I've been against lockdowns because it drives people crazy. It doesn't, people aren't getting out. They are, it, it's mass psychosis. So freedom of the mind makes people less likely to slip down that insane rabbit hole. So keep up the anti-isolationism. Watch the uh, mass psychosis video. It, it just, you see what's been going on the last year uh, with some of these people. And it's sad. Anyone still arguing for uh, virus restrictions at all is either lying to you or too dumb to analyze the basic data. Just about every Democratic politician has been caught violating their own restrictions. It's embarrassing and terrifying how many in this country are mindless sheep. Yeah. Well, it's because of mass psychosis. We, You can get a huge hunk of a population to believe anything if you can so fear. And I mean, there's so many topics I talked about earlier in the show that in, involve the mass psychosis. The guy who's begging the government to regulate cryptocurrency. He's suffering from freaking the mass psychosis of, uh, you know, <laughs> that the government is going to save me. <laughs> All right. That, that belief is definitely part of that uh, insanity. All right. Let me see. What else uh, do we have here? No, no one's doing the questions properly here. All right. Uh, Mo- so someone named Marty Sweet Sweetcoin says, Bitcoin Meister, can I ask you? Yes, you can ask me. What do you want to ask me? Type in Bitcoin Meister and ask me the question. Ask me a question. Type in Bitcoin Meister. You, you type, you did it right. You said, can I ask you? All right, dude. Come on. Come on. My, come on, Marty. Pick up, pick up the pace, man. Do it correctly. You're halfway there. Uh, Chris Black. They're already saying it out loud. KYC AML is not to protect you from terrorists. It's to give the government an unadulterated insight into your personal finances. They want full control over you. This is the very reason that Bitcoin was invented. Self-custody or concede. Uh, Here is a former Obama economist, Jason Furman who is not hiding anything, all right? If the technology makes it impossible to know people's capital gains, then the technology should not exist. There you go. That's a C-U-C-K who's bought into this nonsense. So I get Michael Saylor. I linked to the clip where he, I mean, he basically says he believes in the Bitcoin being taxed. All right, that's his thing. You can watch it yourself. It's not a shock. It's not a shock to me. Um, I don't support him. I support his right to believe it, though. I support his right to say stupid things. There are a lot of people who, who went crazy and said, oh, my heroes are destroyed. Don't don't have heroes, okay? I mean, if you have a hero, let it be your, your father. A blessed memory. A blessed memory, my father, who just had a baby named after him on Monday. Oh, yeah, baby. Oh, yeah. That's what happened on Monday, baby. That's what happened on Monday. But we're still doing, we're still going on the show. On we're, we're 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 carrying on with this show. But yeah, my father's gone. 
he was my hero, definitely. Yeah. Um, or uh, someone I, I don't, again, I don't like the word hero. I don't like, it, it just implies worship. My father was the greatest man I ever knew. That's what I'm trying to say. And now my father has somebody named after him. And it is a glorious moment, a glorious moment. And I will say this one thing. You know, a lot of you believe in a lot of different things in life, have different religions, different, lots of different things. A lot of you make super, supernatural. I want to tell you one thing, one thing about this baby being born. Um, the last day of the, I had the more, my grandmother, she died as, on Rosh Hashanah last year. And I said Kaddish for her. I said, for, when my father died, I said Kaddish for him every day. Every day I went to shul. You all know that. And I was very proud of that. When my grandmother died, her son was supposed to say, her son is dead. Then uh, my mother could, is a woman. She can't say it. Then it would have been my father, but he's dead. So it goes to the grandchildren. So I said Kaddish for my grandmother every weekend, every Saturday I went to shul. Okay. Every Saturday I went to shul. I said Kaddish for my grandmother. So I knew, I knew all along that August the 8th, which was Sunday, would be the last day of Kaddish for my grandmother. The la- <laughs> I, the last day, um, you know, people believe that, they, that you know, you, you get for that year, uh, uh, the, or the it's 11 months uh, of uh, that you're judged. And that at the end of the 11 months, you move, you move on. And that the, that the morning down here is over on, on Sunday. That that was the last sun, that was the last sad day for my grandmother. And I knew, I knew that baby would be born on Monday. I knew that baby. I knew for months that baby would be born. And the baby was scheduled for a C-section in a, in a couple days from now, okay? And I, I, I didn't tell anyone. But I knew that once the morning was over, once once the Kaddish was over, that the first day, the first day of happiness, that baby would be born. And sure enough, that baby was born on that day. And you can say whatever you want to say, and I can say whatever I want to say. You can believe whatever you want to believe. But that's the way it went down. The last day of mourning was Sunday, and that baby started off something new, something good, the next day. Before sundown, <laughs> two hours before sundown, and it, she she just came out of the blue. It was just all of a sudden uh, she she went into labor, uh, and it hadn't with the other children. It didn't didn't happen like that. But I knew I didn't tell anybody. But I've known since March. I, I knew since March the baby would come that day. All right, with that with that in mind, you can see why why I was so happy, and why I continue to be so happy. And uh, why the show uh, was delayed until today. And um, it's just, you know, when two sad things happen like that, your father dying, your grandmother dying, um, and something unexpected, a a baby, this baby was unexpected. It it was such a a joy to know that, you know, uh, that, you know, to learn in February that she was, she was coming. Um, it's, it's very good. It's very surreal to see pictures of this, of this little person. And, uh, I'm very happy and everyone is very happy. And, uh, yeah. So moving on, that's, you got, you got some uh, insider information there. Uh, 
<laughs> and I'll say the name in a few days. Uh, it's a good name. It's a good name. It's uh, clearly after my father. Uh, all right. So it, it's a girl. It's a girl. Lovely little girl. She's got the got dark hair. Now, uh, let's see. We talked about uh, Chris Blight, Sailor. Okay, we'll talk about that another time. Oh, yeah. Ben Shapiro has brought up a good point about New York City. Uh, how the the communist mayor there, he wants there to be uh, vaccine passports for to get into all sorts of places, and that you know we are living in this world of uh, disparate impact and equality and equity. So if you know you can't go into gyms and restaurants anymore because you don't have your vaccine passport, but it's a lot of African Americans who aren't getting the vaccine then why is there a higher percentage of African-Americans that are being banned from restaurants and gyms now? You don't think New York City, you don't think those places are going to get sued? <laughs> I mean, the the ambulance chasers out there, the, 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 the racial uh, lawyers out there, they're going to love this stuff. And you know what? If that's a way to fight these freaking vaccine passports, then let the woke fight the freaking woke on that, okay? Because I... I I think Ben Benjamin Pierre makes a very good point. It's it's going to lead to lawsuits, all of racial lawsuits. Okay, it really is, because it is going to be more black people. Um, it's just everybody believes in it should be the exact same percentages uh, of people that are banned from restaurants, and so clearly they're racist, even though they're just following the, their stupid rules of, of vaccine passports. So good, bring it on. <laughs> bring it on. And so, no, I, I do not like vaccine passports at all, obviously. And I, um, but I will say this, if you're a private business, you should be able to do what you want to freaking do. I think it's disgusting that, uh, that, uh, elected officials are encouraging such behavior or in- encouraging such uh, discrimination. I mean, I mean, but Hey, drill down some, maybe he's just a, Maybe he just doesn't like black people, even though his wife is black. Who knows? Draw your own conclusions. I don't know. He's a power-hungry you-know-what. Uh, okay, we talked about that. Well, here's uh, from the Quillette comments. Uh, Quillette, uh, I forgot what this, this was just from their comment section on an article I was reading. I think the feminization of the public square has happened and lies at the root of of the woke revolution. This revolution mostly happened because men have found a way to push, men have not found a way to push back against women without being canceled. I thought that was a very good comment. Um, Okay, we'll talk about that another time. Poloniex settles uh, for $10 million with the SEC for aggressive listing policy. I am no supporter of the SEC. I think it's just it's shakedown money. You, you, can, you can always find a problem and shake down one of these corporations for money. I don't, I don't, you know, I don't care Poloniex uh, listed every security freaking and was bribed to, to, to list some of these completely ridiculous altcoins. It's shakedown money from the SEC. It's personal responsibility is a new counterculture. Why were you stupid enough to buy a, a stupid six-tier altcoin at Poloniex? 
it's birthday. The it's everybody needs a mommy. It's the, the feminization of the uh, public square. Uh, uh, it well, it all, it's derived from the federal federal feminization of the public square. Here's something I think we we hang. On. I think we get a question here. Uh, no, no one's asking a question with the uh, no one's uh, typing in the uh, colored uh, questions. All right. I hope you guys know how to do it. If you want to ask a question, I think, I think it's pretty easy to do. Do a super chat. It's pretty easy. Doug Casey clickbait on his newsletter. Uh, and this is from the August 1st weekend when Bitcoin started pumping, but he didn't know, I guess. The great Bitcoin meltdown is coming. Prepare now and get rich. And then another email that came soon after uh, completely uh, uh, contradicted it, by the way. And, and we'll get to that in a second. Uh, there's a guy out there. I, I want to link to him. Peter Savandik. P-E-T-E-R. I got to, I'll add it after the show. P-E-T-E-R-S-A-V-O-D-N-I-K. I think it was his article that I was reading, reading on Quillette or something. He's on, well, maybe it was on, he's on, um, <clears throat> he's on, whatever this stupid thing is that Glenn Greenwald is on. Uh, I can't even think of this, the name, Substack. But he's a good guy to follow on Twitter. Very interesting guy. And so I'll link to his Twitter below. Oh, here we go. Poly Network. Time to talk about Poly Network. I had that in the title. A hacker stole uh, $600 million. <laughs> uh, why would... Uh, I know a lot of people are screaming on it. I had never heard of it before. Why would you buy something called Poly Network and then have it stored by like a third party? Well, I mean, it's such noise. It's such overcomplicating things. Control your own private key. Who would give up their glorious Bitcoin for Poly Network? Unfortunately, I was shocked to find out someone who did this. The following guy I'm about to talk about has been around for quite some time. Yeah, sure, he's an altcoin guy. Um, he's actually been nice to me in the past. And um, he's got a lot of people listening to this guy for advice. Box mining. So I think some of you know who box mining is. And he says, I, 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 I link to this below. So I am a victim of the poly network hack. I can potentially be, it could potentially be a significant amount of Ethereum and Bitcoin and US dollar coin savings. I'm probably still in the denial phase. It seems at this point, there isn't much I can do other than sit on my hands. A lot of Chinese funds slash individuals are affected because Poly Network is used by Neo and Ontology to bridge the assets over the assets over from Ethereum. Basically, assets are locked on Ethereum via smart contracts. Somehow the cat hacker managed to withdraw it all. I had a significant portion of my funds in, in wing finance as I thought it was a safe way to farm and with good returns. It's essentially compound finance, but on ontology, also built on the Onto team. So I, if anything happened to their code, they can potentially rectify it. Oh, my Lord. Oh, my Lord. Guys, box mining has always had fancy sets and graphics. He's always talked about these complicated, um, overcomplicated things that I feel are that are very popular with people. 
And he actually walked the walk. He threw tons of his money at this crap. Okay? Ontology, Neo, Poly Network, stuff that I would never have talked about, never talked about. I mean, I talked about Neo saying it was a flavor of the month. But, and people are like, why don't you talk about this more? You'll get more people to watch you. You'll get this, that, and the other. Look how it ended up, dude. Look how, I mean, this is a serious problem. This dude, and he's a nice guy, all right? Um, he's a smart guy. He jumped feet first, head first, head first into this. And um, very, um, so I, I think this should, I, 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 I feel bad for the guy. Um, I don't like, um, and it's just, I just, it's another shining example of um, diversification for the sake of diversification. All you people who want to hear this fancy stuff that you don't even fully understand, you, it, it's complexity worship. You got to know when you're dealing with third parties, you got to know every single aspect of it. When you're locking away with DeFi and this, that, and the other, you got to know every, why complicate matters. And he's asking himself that question. And clearly he lost millions of freaking dollars here. It's sad. It's sad. And um, it's just, this is really how after learning that a guy like this, I mean, he didn't control his private key. I mean, this guy has been making videos for quite some time, quite some time. And um, yeah, if, if, I mean, hey, but he had fancy sets of graphics though. So I guess a lot of people listen to him instead of listen to me. But I will say this. He's, he's a nice guy and he has said nice things about me before. And I'm not ripping on him. I mean, everyone does things differently. And that's that's freedom. That's true freedom. If you want to have hot girls stripping and stuff and 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 all, and I'm going to say he had hot girls, but he had fancy sets and graphics and he talked about these altcoins, you can do it. You can do it. And everyone out there, you have your choice of people to listen to, to follow, to, to understand, to get information from. And, and, the, and it's not the SEC's fault. If you get screwed and lose all your money, um, it's your fault. It's not box mining's fault, by the way, if you followed him all this time, it's your fault. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm putting it out there. Um, there's a lot of people that think they can be very complacent in life and think, oh, that looks nice. It look, he's, he's talking complex things. He's actually doing this stuff. I should do it too. I'm not going to think about it. I'm not, I'm, you know, I don't fully understand it. Simplification is boring. I don't want to be boring. Well, there's a, there's something to be said about being boring. And uh, I'm, I, I quite enjoy my, uh, bo- my boring uh, buy and hold quite. And, and again, go to Tech Ball. You'll see, you'll see the video from back in the day. CS2, where, where I tell people, you know, get, get your 22 Bitcoin now for $10,000 instead of getting a car and you'll be happy. When you own Bitcoin, you cannot be canceled. CS2, that is one of the biggest lessons of Bitcoin. And, one of the th- and thank you for the $5. And it's just, it's just something some people just do, do not get. Um, but it's, it's, it's one of the value it's when people, there's no value to Bitcoin. No, there's, there's value to Bitcoin. That that's one, that's one of the values right there. Uh, Chris, uh, Chris, Chris says Bitcoin Meister met you three years ago today. Great story about your family. Thank you, Chris, Chris. So if it was three years ago, I obviously it was, um, 2018 in it was in Philadelphia. Let me, let me think. Um, I was traveling a lot then. I was in the middle of a five-day fast. 
Um, yeah, it was probably the, the name. It was either in LA or Philadelphia. Which one was it? I, you don't have to say, you don't have to say, I don't want you to, the, you don't have to say that because you don't want to say who you are, I guess. But um, yeah, that was a, that was a busy time. I went from uh, LA. I, I spoke at a, a bar in LA and what's her face put on that event? Wendy, who again, Wendy is a, is a pretty girl who a lot of CUK, CUKs on, in crypto worship, even though she's got a husband right there. I met her husband. Uh, she's a mother, um, but she was very kind to me. Tattoos. Um, and I mean, she's got so many people following her talk. You know, she talks about altcoins all the time and said, and, and charts and everything. The amount of people that the guys, the CUKs that think they're going to get it with her. I mean, it's such a joke. She wouldn't, she wouldn't, I mean, it's, it's, she's a married woman with kids, but she put on a nice event at that bar. Very friendly person. Um, I, I met uh, I met a few people for the first time that day. And then I, I went to Philadelphia for a few days, thanks to the great guys in Philadelphia who put that on, that event. And I met Jim, uh, Bit Piggies, before he was a Bit Piggies then. I met Tay International in, in LA, by the way, at, that, at Wendy's event. And I, this is all 2018. I'm giving you like word for word what happened. But in Philadelphia... At that event, which was at a, a smoky, uh, the, the, the room was nice, but the casino was smoky. I didn't gamble. It was a nice hotel in the suburbs of Philly. But yeah, Jim, Jim of uh, Big Piggies, I met that day. And uh, he, Jim was the first one who sponsored one of my, my $100 shows here. And Jim will appear on this show soon, Big Piggies Jim. So uh, Chris, maybe I was, maybe we were uh, by the, the bar, by the pool in Philadelphia. I don't know, or maybe we were at the bar in LA, whenever it was, it was cool to meet you. And I, and then I went to Spokane. So I went from West to East to West and I didn't eat for 120 hours during that whole period. And uh, it was my first uh, 120 hour fast. And I've uh, had two more since then. The most recent one was 133.5 hours. And I wanted to tell you all, I forgot to tell you, um, you guys knew from my my health screening in San Diego that my cadmium level, speaking of smoking, I had a high cadmium level as if I was a smoker. And that was one of the reasons I was going into, I was going to detox and go on that five-day fast. Well, I got my blood results from my follow-up and my cadmium numbers dropped. I dropped my cadmium numbers in 37 days. So for those of you who don't believe in a long fast and intermittent fasting, you know, draw your own conclusions. I don't know. Uh, Mark in Idaho says, thanks, Adam. Thanks, Mark. I love Idaho. Uh, and I also was in, I was in Boise <laughs> before I was in LA in, in that August of 28, I was in Boise. And before I was in Boise, I was in Edmonton. And before I was in Edmonton, I was in Calgary. And I'm just reading about how uh, Calgary, how Alberta lifted their restrictions and, and screaming Karens are crying about it. What? Still, Alberta, best freaking province in Canada. And uh, Idaho is one of the best states in the United States, no doubt about it. And yeah, I know in Boise, <laughs> there are a lot of people moving there that would uh, that are ignorant and would like to change the politics. It's a beautiful Boise, beautiful city of the 2020s. I've been talking about it since 2015. And I've, I've traveled there. I, do, I just don't make uh, draw conclusions from what I read in the horrible papers. I've seen it. 
I've seen the traffic increase. I've seen the California plates. Um, I've seen the uh, somewhat yuppie uh, cafes and, and such. It's a beautiful city. So beautiful. Those foothills are so beautiful. And the parks, and, and, and that's so beautiful. And, I, I, and you see me raving about this. I'm from Baltimore. And you really appreciate how horrible Baltimore is when you see beautiful cities like that. <laughs> but Boise, it's beautiful. And it's just so calm and, and safe. All right. And that's why everybody from California wants to move there. But hey, Fox News says, uh, says Fox News says California is bad. California must be good. And we must ignore that you know, people aren't really moving to Boise because Fox News says California is bad and it must be good and everybody must be really staying there. <laughs> but it's uh, a so Fox News fallacy. Yeah. Oh, okay. So in the going back to the Doug, Doug Casey weird newsletters that he sends out, uh, Bitcoin is at a key level. Here's what that means. Okay, so after they said it was going to plummet, another guy says, Bitcoin has come back to life. It's been up as much as 45% of its low since it's low in July. Okay, why am I even reading this to you? Uh, but is now a good time to buy Bitcoin? As you probably know, when Bitcoin moves, it moves fast. So you don't want to fall into the trap of missing a big move. So now they're FOMOing Bitcoin. They were just saying it was going... It's unbelievable. Or is it better to wait for a, a patent, a patiently cheaper entry? We'll explore this question below. So yeah, one of those guys has got to overcomplicate things. Why wait? Why wait? It's, it's unbelievable. You've been waiting for freaking years. You keep coming up with contradictory. Gold is old, dude. And uh, I was going to say something about gold being old, but I don't even know. Oh, yeah, there are still people in th in threads that talk about Bitcoin, that, that brag how they advise people to buy gold instead of Bitcoin. They have no idea what's going on. It is amazing the fantasy world that some of these gold bugs live in. They, they have simply never looked at the, the, the side by side that how percentage rise, how much Bitcoin's gone up and how much gold is, has went up. It's just, it's amazing how people don't do the simplest of research. So that's why they even listen to these Doug Casey newsletters. They get confused by contradictory, you know, one day it's it's the end of the world for Bitcoin. They don't know, they don't know. It's so simple to see on your own. Wow. This stuff net, you know, in 210,000 block theory, it's always worth more than 210,000 blocks before, but they want a guru. They feel very comfortable with the Doug Casey name. It's just how, it's just sickening how third-party dependent people are, that they, they still follow names that are contradictory, that are ambiguous, that still talk about failed uh, stores of value. And just the bottom line is, well, one of the bottom lines is, I, I just, these gold bugs, it's a religion for them. It is a religion for them. They completely, they, they can't get it through their heads when they see the, uh, the, the or the side-by-side -side charts. And they still feel proud that they advise people to buy gold over Bitcoin. There are people like that. Uh, Liberty Blitzkrieg, Michael Krieger says, just say no, just refuse. If enough of us do that, do that, it's over. I've been saying no the entire time. I have not been buying into the, I, I've been speaking the truth about, about the virus, but I'm not, I'm not having, I say no to the stuff, stuff up my nose. I don't need to travel. I, I'm not getting tested. 
that way with this, you know, I'm not to, to, to enter a building. I'm not getting tested. I'm obviously not getting this. I'm not doing a back. I'm not doing a pass V a V passport. And just, if enough people say no, and we're, we're getting close to that, it, it is over. And in many States it is over. They, they have no control to, to scare people. So it really is that simple because it doesn't exist. What is it that everybody is so scared of? It is not a deadly disease. For most people, 99% of people, fine. There are certain percentages of people that die. There's certain percentages of people that die of all sorts of things, and we don't lock down the, the economy. Everyone has lost track of what this really is because at the beginning, people thought it was the bubonic plague. There are still people who think it's the bubonic plague. So say no to those people. Keep, say no to the, what they want to do to you. And just it's, it is that simple. So there are a lot of people that talk about where is the next move? People, you know, people are saying what states, what states are going to be good? What states aren't going to be insane? What states are people going to say just no in? And Brian Lockhart had a tweet. Even if a breakup doesn't happen, I'm talking about the United States, it's become quite evident which parts of the country would fall on what side of the fault line. If the big one, if the big one comes, <laughs> time to at a minimum, heed the warnings and scope out locations of the on the other side of the fault line. So, I mean, it's it's not bad to always have a plan, but I want to tell everyone, Florida is great. It is great for now. It's great for the gov- what the governor is doing. He's got a bullseye on him because he's going to run for president in 2024, and uh, everyone knows he's a serious threat to the senile current president. So even the senile cur- current president is attacking him. But Florida is a very is always a close state. It could easily go the other way once he's gone, and he could be gone in 2022. Okay, so you don't buy property there. You do not tie yourself there. But there are a lot of people who are like Florida's the place. It's the best place. I'm going to go buy a house there. No, 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 no. Buying in Florida now, I would not advise that at all. Yes, it's on the other side of the fault line. Yes, it's a great place to be now, but. As early as 2022, it could completely shift. They've got their share of screaming Karens out there. Okay, they've got ridiculous people who bought into this narrative. Uh, it, it's it just so happens there's enough of freedom-loving people, and they've got a g- good governor. All right. So what I do to Airbnb, and this is what te- why technology in the golden age is so important. Okay, it gives me the the a way to pivot to be in motion. Like I do, I mix and I match. So I'm not even going to sign a freaking rental contract in Florida. Okay. Because with Airbnb, I can leave when I want to leave. If it all of a sudden, God forbid, something changes in your state, you just have Airbnb, you don't have an anchor, you don't have that freaking, uh, uh, that freaking threat on you. Okay. What's the word I, I use? Uh, you don't have the, uh, well, whatever. I forgot. I forgot the term. Uh, Airbnb is a great tool to avoid being tied down like that. All right. Now, and uh, so when we have a plan, have a list of states that are good, but don't get tied down to those states because even the bluest of, I mean, the reddest of states could, something theoretically could go wrong where you would want to move. But yes, I I mentioned on uh, the show with Cedric, one of the best shows I've ever had. It's linked to below. It's, it's, 
disruptmeister.com, all my old shows. He just retweeted it out there. People are still raving about it. I don't think there's going to be secession. I think states will form these alliances where they do not enforce certain federal laws. And so, yeah, when one side, when the federal, when, when the guy, when the, the leftist side that controls the federal side of the government right now starts talking about, you know, I don't care about the Constitution anymore. Uh, how, how could we do mass mandates? You know, that's when you got to start thinking we're getting steps closer to finally a glorious state saying, we're not enforcing your man. We're not, whatever you're saying, we're not enforcing it. Just like sanctuary cities do not enforce immigration law. A bunch of states are going to say, we, the alliance of the free are not doing this. You can do this in your blue states. You can ban us from entry. Okay. You can make us have a vaccine passport to get into your state. We just won't go to your state and let the, let the best man win. And, uh, but it's something to consider. Don't tie yourself down though. Be careful. Attack vector. Be careful with your attack vectors. All right. A house, owning a house is an attack vector. And, uh, French protesters, I linked to this before, uh, that are protesting against the, uh, lockdowns. Someone had a sign that was Bitcoin poor la liberty. What's that? Bitcoin for liberty, right? Bitcoin for freedom. Bitcoin poor la liberty. Good for them. Uh, yeah, climate change is the next panic uh, thing. They're going to intertwine into the uh, the mass delusions, into the the mass psychosis. Okay, it's already being talked about. Keep speaking the truth. Just say no to climate change. All right, that's the next panic. It's already. It, it's amazing how it's the mainstream. God, see these. There's so, the mainstream media loves clicks so much. They will just scare anyone. And, and so they're just working hand in hand in the government because it, it helps both. They're so obsessed with power instead of being freedom lovers. Love freedom. Don't love power. Lo- I love freedom. I love freedom. If you get, you know, if you become a powerful person because of freedom, great. But if you're obsessed with doing anything you can do that's completely immoral, that stifles pre- people's fra- freedom, just for the sake of power and safety, you're disgusting. Um, CNN led with the number of positive tests yesterday at 6 p.m. Not hospitalizations, not deaths, not percent of people infected. Reporting only what it what only fits the narrative. Yes, because people don't think. That's what scares people. That is what scares people. The numbers of positives does not matter. It doesn't. It's been growing. So what? A bunch of 30-year-olds get something they didn't know they had. Oh, wow. Oh, well. But you can't talk rashly with people about that. They are they are part of the mass psychosis already. It's disgusting. All right. Um, because of what? Because of fear. Uh, let's see if there are any other questions. I think we do have something. Uh, Chris, Chris. Come on, dudes. We got to. Yeah, there's Ty, Ty, Ty International talking about uh, lost, meeting him in Los Angeles. And I saw him in Miami, of course, just a few weeks ago. Uh, come on, send, send those super chats, dude. Uh, oh, wow. The show was an app, has been 91 minutes so far. So I told you it'd be a long one. Retweet it. Some of you love, played it 2X if you're watching this tape. Put it, put it out there. All right. I think we're nearing the end of the show. Okay. I gave my cadmium update. Uh, 
Yeah, what's up with the uh, the Karen men out there saying good luck when they see crowds of people? Well, like it, it's so disgusting. People will retweet protesters protesting something, and these men they reply like good luck. Like, dude, you think someone's gonna get the bubonic plague from being in a crowd of protesters? Living life is not dangerous. Being around other human beings is not dangerous. They want you to be isolated. People who want you to be scared and to worship them and to believe every lie they feed you, which is a lot of people out there today, they want they want to isolate you. So they've succeeded. When people want to say good luck because they see people acting normally, gathering in crowds, gathering at beaches, when people have become physically ill and scared, from seeing this type of thing. I mean, emotionally, they say, they say, good luck. I mean, you're a man. It's not, it's not a dangerous virus. Ben Shapiro gets that. I mean, I will say this, Ben Shapiro believes in the vaccine and everything. He has thought critically about the whole thing. It, it he knows it should, if everyone is such big fans of the vaccines and they work so well, then yeah, it should be over. And you shouldn't say good luck to a bunch of people that are in a crowd, whether they be in the Bitcoin conference in Miami or at, at, at a protest on the street. What, what luck do they need? I mean, it's so to, to go back to like 2019 and if there was a, a video of people in a crowd and you saw someone that's, that replied, good luck, you would say the person's mentally ill. Yeah, they still are mentally ill today. All right, pound that like button. They're a, a Karen of a man, um, a, a, a brain slave, whatever you want to call it. I mean, let's use words like that. Mind slave. These people are mind slaves. I mean, the the slave is a powerful world. It is a powerful world. I mean, it, it generates a lot of emotion, and we all know why. So use it. Use it. Use that word. They are mind slaves. Nothing wrong. It's gotten to that point now where these where the psychosis has where people become so scared that they are mind slaves to the people who promise them safety. And uh, all right. All right, we talked about. Uh, oh, well, uh, it's too complicated. Every time I want to talk about Michael Singer, all right, and uh, okay, I'm going to conclude with Michael Singer here because I've been, I've been, I've been meaning to talk about him for more a while. Michael Singer, I've told you to follow him many times. He's into the China side of things on the virus. He thinks that the Chinese, you know, once the virus is out. The Chinese don't let a good crisis go to waste. Let's say we were very successful and maybe other countries will replicate our authoritarian ways. Well, sure enough, many countries has replicated the, uh, the Chinese authoritarian ways. And we are in a world now where there are much more countries that are willing to go down the Chinese path of ruling their people than the true freedom path of the United States, which is really sad. But the, he talks about the, the virus origins, and he thinks that some of the leaders out there don't want to talk about the virus or origins, not because it's some big conspiracy and it was a, a bioweapon and, you know, because it was a lab leak or, or, they, or they're defensive, that they were wrong, that it was just natural, that it was just from birds or whatever, that the reason they don't want to talk about it is because it's so mundane that it the whole virus itself was not special at all. It was just a mundane virus that everyone blew out of proportion. All right? 
that it probably started, the origin is that it probably started in 2018. It wasn't really that novel. It was very much related to something else. And that a bunch of people all over the world got its predecessor, got an earlier version of it. Again, and they some of them got sick, didn't know they had it, and it made them immune. The mainstream media does not talk about cross immunity. Immunity that you get from having another virus at some point that protects you from this one that's currently going on. The And it's known that this exists. I believe that's what I have. I believe that when I was in Asia in 2018, I got, I did get sick once. I, I had some weird thing and that that protected me from this. And that's not very, it's not very exciting to say that, you know what? Maybe 20% of the world, it was impossible. And it might be even a larger number. It was impossible for they get everyone to get this thing that everybody's so scared about. Because they had cross immunity, but they got, but it was not a novel virus. It was related. It was already circulating before 2019, and that's not that's quite mundane. There was a virus. It mutated. It was something that was sort of new. People didn't get that sick in 2018. Some people did. It spread around for a while. Then in 2019, late people noticed it. Then we all panicked. That's what he and I agree with him on that. I think that is part of the reason why governments don't want to talk about the origin of this thing very much. But the origin is mundane. The origin shows that this thing was nothing and that people shouldn't have been so scared. There are more people by far on this planet who have cross immunity than died of this thing by far. And that is very positive news. Why doesn't the media talk about it? Why doesn't the media investigate cross immunity? Because fear sells, fear controls, Fear, it leads to the psychosis of what, I mean, it is disgusting. So that's why I want to bring up Michael's, I've been meaning to say this for a while, but uh, look into it, cross immunity. All right, I'm Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, Disrupt Meister. Um, that is it. We see uh, I, no more uh, donations, but hey, you can donate after the show. You can send me uh, uh, PayPal. I'm the Bitcoin Meister, Disrupt Meister. Pound that like button. Who knows when the next show will come? It's I think we raised like 25 bucks probably when we raise 75 more. Do- when we raise 100 more dollars is when the show will come. I think we need 75 more and I will post it at the top. Oh, can I ask you what is Bit- Bitcoin proxy? Now, I don't know what Bitcoin proxy is. So I don't know what that is. I'm a beginner. I don't know what you mean by that. Bitcoin proxy. You know, I, I don't know. What, what, what do you mean? No, sorry, man. I, I don't know what that is. And uh, but um, you tried. You asked that. You asked the, the question properly. You could try next time. Explain a little bit in a different way. Um, but yeah, guys, spread the word. Retweet this, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I'll be back once we we get the rest of the money, which is seventy five or so, and it's it'll be listed below. Go live your life, baby. We got a new meister, baby. We got a new meister. See you. Thanks a lot, guys. Pound that button.